It's advertisement time. Oh my word. Everybody loves advertisement time. Guess what? Rough Giraffe now has a Patreon page. Yes, that's right. You've been wanting to give us your money for the last two years, but now there's a way you can do it. Go to patreon.com forward slash rough giraffe and there for as little as one dollar a month you can gain access to exclusive newsletters blogs weird stories and depending on which tier you subscribe to you could get free merchandise personalized comic strips and have a chance to actually take part in our mini episodes so go along to patreon.com forward slash rough giraffe and have a look at the different tiers the money that you donate won't only go towards the cost of the podcast to make better funnier weirder content for you but it will also help mum to feed the stray cats that for some reason are attracted to her she's got 17 hanging around her door every night she needs your help you can find out more about the stray cats on our facebook page Cheers, my dears. Hello? Hola, senorita mom residence calling. Please hold. What? But but you called me. Oh. I'm sorry, mum can't talk right now. She's in the pool. Why did you call me? Mum told me to. For what? She can't remember. Does she want to record a podcast? She's pretty sleepy. And she's in the pool, sleepy. She's floating on a lilo. Oh, correction, she was floating on a lilo. Is that Stacy? Tell her I'll be ready to record once you've rubbed me down and talked me up. Call me back after the jingle. Coming from Reading, it's Stacey, your host. While mums with flamingos on the Spanish coast. You'll find two ladies full of nonsense and laughs. Making a podcast called Rough Giraffe. Oh, how you doing? Oh, my goodness. I'm still full. I, I'm, I'm full of pickled herring. I got as far as Sweden on the food list. Yeah. Me Christmas smorgasbord. Uh, and hello, Stacey. Hello, Mum. And uh, I would just like to say Merry Christmas and hello to everybody that's listening. Yes. I wonder if anyone's listening to this while they're actually making their Christmas dinner on Christmas Day. Oh, I don't know. We're on episode three of our Christmas special. Mm. I like an eggnog. We didn't mention eggnog. No. Do you like eggnog? Uh, I like it when it's made fresh. Okay. Uh, It's lovely then. But we're not talking about food. We could talk about food all... Christmas. That is true. We're here to talk about Christmas presents. The Christmas gift. Which I think Christmas gifts should be for kids. I don't really understand giving adults Christmas presents. Well, for a start, it's extremely stressful. <laughs> yeah. And extremely expensive. Yes. Can I just put a thing out? I just want money for Christmas this year. <laughs> okay. Otherwise, I'll be on the streets by the end of January. So, 
It's baby cheese, right? Yes. And then there's three wise men. Yes. And they come and they give him presents. Yes. He has uh, a nice jumper. <laughs> yes. Bit too big for him, but he'll grow into it. He'll grow into that. Uh, and some frankincense. Yeah. And uh, I can't remember what else. Some myrrh, isn't it? Myrrh. Myrrh. I don't know what he wanted to do with them. So the myrrh, would that be of equal value to the gold? I think the myrrh was probably worth around about the same, yeah. And the frankincense? Yeah, I think they would have been almost of equal. How long would the frankincense and myrrh last? I mean, you know, what are they going to do? What's he going to do with these gifts? Frankincense is an oil Mm. and it's used for anointing. And myrrh is like a dried sap that can also be an oil, but usually a dried sap that is used for, I've no idea, keeping moths out. So he can keep the moths off his Christmas jumper. Yeah. But the frankincense has to wait till he's old enough to anoint. You can have your frankincense when you're old enough to anoint. Yeah, they just keep it till then. So he had those gifts. Yeah. And that's why we give presents. I'm guessing that maybe gifts of food were given for the solstices and the different celebrations that they had before baby Jesus was born. Yeah. There were feast days that were celebrated on the 25th of December where food was given. But I think it's fairly modern to give presents. Guess who is coming to dinner? And now it's time for Guess Who's Not Coming to Dinner? Christmas edition. Go for it, clue number one. He was an American screen actor who starred in iconic 1940s films. Okay, that's not really much to go on. So, a man. Okay, we'll wait for the second clue later. Father Christmas now brings the presents. Yes, and depending on whereabouts in the world you live, the presents are either under the tree or in the stockings or in the shoes. Where are they in the shoes? Don't they put little sweets and things? Oh, like in Germany, they have them in shoes. Okay. Traditionally, you'd have the stocking up. Stocking would get filled with presents or an apple, an orange, a couple of nuts. I think having exotic fruit, uh, things like dates and nuts and oranges in Britain, that would have been seen as quite... Oh, my word, we've got oranges. There wouldn't be things that you would usually see. No, when I was looking up about Christmas, especially Victorian Christmas, and I was thinking, where did they get the oranges from? I mean, I know where they would get them from, but it must have been so exotic to have an orange there. You would look forward to Christmas to have your orange. Yes, and we've kept that going with uh, putting sweets and oranges and fruit or nuts into the stocking Mm. with all the little gifts yeah but where did that christmas stocking come from it's basically been a bit of um just an amalgamation of different traditions associated with santa claus saint nicholas 
Father Christmas just over the years, really. I suppose it's whatever you've got that will hold something. I thought there was a story of St Nicholas with the stockings. Yeah. Where, with three girls. Okay. The three, the three girls were very poor. And they helped St. Nicholas, who was in disguise. And they were extremely poor, but they fed him. And in return, he saw their stockings hanging up drying over the fire. Yeah. And he filled their stockings with some gold coins each, enough that they had a dairy to be able to marry a good man. Oh, that's nice. Now, I think that is one of the stories... That includes the stocking with putting small gifts into it. I think you are right. Am I? Yeah, I just looked on Wikipedia. I'm usually right. Aren't I, James Cracknell? (laughs) (laughs) But have you seen the size of some of the stockings kids have? They're bigger than the child and they're full of big presents. That's not the point of a stocking. No. The stocking is meant to be filled with a few sweets and little things at the end of your bed. So you wake up and you can have a little munch and then go downstairs. But now you've got a bike in there. Let me just go through just a few of what Father Christmas is called in other countries. Go for it. Not necessarily Father Christmas, Mm. but what Father Christmas represents. So it's a person that brings gifts during the winter. Okay. A gift bringer. Go for it. Okay? Yeah. So in Azerbaijan, Mm. Isaksta Baba. Okay. And that means Father Frost. Oh. Okay? Yeah. In, I don't think I can even pronounce that. In China. You're saying you didn't know if you could pronounce China? (laughs) (laughs) It is Sheng Dan Laoran. Yeah. Sheng Dan Laoran. Sing Dan Laoran. Sing Dan Yan. Yeah. Old Man Christmas. Okay. I cannot decipher Cyprus, but it's Saint Basil and it's the 1st of January. Okay. Basil? Basil. In Korea. Yeah. Santa Harabioshi. Santa Harabioshi. Santa Harabioshi. Santa Harabioshi. That is. Grandfather Santa. Okay. In India, Santa Auntie. Santa Auntie. Yeah. Auntie brings you presents at Christmas. Yes. This is Auntie Santa. And Uncle Santa? I don't know about Uncle Santa. But Auntie Santa brings you stuff. Yes. Okay. So in Wales, it's Sean Corn. Yes. That means John that comes down the chimney. <laughs> you know John. He lives down the road. Comes down the chimney. You know, yeah, I know. Sooty John, we call him. In Sweden, they used to have Jewel Bock, which was the Christmas goat. Wouldn't like to see him coming down your chimney. <laughs> You'd hear him clattering on the roof, wouldn't you? You would. It would be like a tree Christmas goat. <laughs> the next stop will be Rough Giraffe. What do you think the most popular toy of 1929 was? Uh, I'm going to say... Say, Meccano. It was the yo-yo. 
Oh, yeah. Because they would have been small gifts, wouldn't they? Yeah. So the yo-yo was developed by a hotel bellhop. The interesting thing about the yo-yo is that marketers have this cycle so that every five years they get reminded to start promoting the yo-yo again so that we don't forget the yo-yo exists so every five years you'll see yo-yo sales increase because it's starting to be advertised more and then as it starts to wane they just advertise it again they just don't let it go out of popularity all right have you ever had a favorite christmas present or i shouldn't say that really but did you ever have anything that did you have something like me i always wanted to scale extra and i asked for one for seven years and never got one um i don't know i mean i don't know if i'm the best person to ask maybe you would know if there was something i asked for that you never gave me no i always tried (laughs) very hard to give you what you wanted or what i thought you might want for you i suppose you're more aware of the toys probably in the 60s when you were a child yeah and then again in the 80s when we were all children that's right and i was looking at what was popular in the 60s and what was popular in the 80s there were a few things that actually things that were popular in the 60s had come back around in the 80s things like easy bake ovens and little kitchens and things for girls it was very sexist then. It was, it was. The heads that you had to put the makeup on. Girls World. Girls World, that was it. Ugh. You always had a Christmas annual. Oh yeah, the Beano, the Dandy. This should be the Rough Giraffe, the Christmas annual. <laughs> yeah, an annual was good. The Book of Guinness World Records. I think every year... I did actually buy each of it, either Guinness World Records or a Dorling Kindersley book. Oh, I used to love the Dorling Kindersley books. Uh, An encyclopedia of some sort. Yeah. We are pre-internet then, though. Always lots of things to do with books. Hmm. You always had an annual each. Uh, But definitely you'd have books. Yes. But I was also looking at these lists that they have on the internet of big toys of the 80s. I was surprised how many we had. Glowworm. Yeah. Popples. Transformers. He-Man stuff. My Little Pony. Care Bears. All of that. We had it all. You was loved. (laughs) The only thing we didn't have, and I'm glad of it, was a Cabbage Patch Kid. Oh. I remember you wouldn't let me have one. I do remember that. And aren't you glad now? I am glad. I got you to call me Elmo instead. The other thing we didn't have, which was very popular, was Teddy Ruxpin. Teddy Ruxpin scared me. I imagined (laughs) that its head would just spin and fall off, and it'd just be like a skeleton head underneath it, or it would come after you in the night, talking in that very strange Teddy Ruxpin voice, which is, if you can find it on the internet, you can put, now you put a little clip in of Teddy Ruxpin talking. Hi there, how are you? My name is Teddy Ruxpin. Maybe you've noticed that my eyes, nose, and mouth are moving as I talk. 
I'm not sure I understand it too well. Okay, Teddy Ruxpin was far too scary. Teddy Headspin. <laughs> Guess who isn't commented in a clue And time for clue number two. Take it away. He was a cultural icon. And in 1999, the American Film Institute ranked him as the greatest male star in the history of American cinema. An actor, a man actor, um, Jeff Goldblum. No, I don't know. So apart from Scale Electrics and The Girls World, what other toys were popular when you were younger? Roller skates. Roller skates came around again. We were outside more. So it was bikes, roller skates... Pogo sticks were very popular. I loved my pogo stick. We had rubber feet on the bottom of it to save it becoming a pneumatic drill. (laughs) Now, I can tell you that uh, I took all the rubber feet off my mother's ironing board so that I had a fresh supply of rubber feet to go on my pogo (laughs) stick. And it took my mother... A couple of months to realise what, why the ironing board kept sliding across the floor. <laughs> but yes, uh, I had roller skates and I had a pogo stick and not a bike. I don't know why I didn't have a bike. Lego was still popular. There were games just coming out like Mousetrap. Oh, good one. Uh, Cluedo. Yeah. Monopoly was out and Scrabble. Monopoly was first out in 1936. Okay. Monopoly was a game that you played either on Boxing Day. Mm. Board games in the 60s, 70s, 80s died a little bit until they've started bringing things out like Trivial Pursuit. Yeah. Now board games are huge. Oh, they come back, have they? Yeah, 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 yeah. But we always used to be playing something. Can I ask you a question about Monopoly? You can. A little bit of trivia. You know the man on the box? Yes. What's his name? I don't know. His name is Rich Uncle Pennybags. Rich Uncle Pennybags. And has it always been that? Yeah, a lot of people think his name is Mr Monopoly. Okay. Rich Uncle Pennybags... Mm. Okay, so we know that. That's a good bit of info. And another question, do you know which was the first toy to be advertised on television? It was in 1952. Was it G.I. Joe? No. Uh, Was it for a girl or a boy? Both. For both girls and boys? Yeah. Was it a yo-yo? No, it wasn't. No, this wasn't the five-year cycle coming round. Okay, Uh, was it a jigsaw? They're always popular. It was something that you did have to put together. Was it Meccano? No, do you want me to tell you? Yes, please. It was Mr Potato Head. Oh my goodness. Now that does, since Toy Story, that was reinvented. But originally you had to provide your own potato. That is right. When I was little, the Mr. Potato Head just came in a small box. You didn't have to have potato. We had Mr. Orange Head, (laughs) Mrs. Tomato Face. She was a bitch. (laughs) 
Then we had uh, Sponge Face, long before SpongeBob. <laughs> we had Sponge Face. We had a strange menagerie made out of cucumbers and spring onions. <laughs> then you just made them and then unmade them. Yeah. I know that my sister made a serpent out of a cucumber with a face. And then my dad opened the fridge door and he'd done away. <laughs> oh, that's so much better than sticking to a just a plastic potato now. Now it would be, uh, everybody would be in on it. It would be up on YouTube. Yeah. Have, have you seen the videos of cats scared of cucumbers? I have. Now you tried this, didn't you? Yeah, the cats couldn't care less. And maybe it's because they've seen a cucumber before. <laughs> We're always putting cucumbers in their face. Well, apparently it only ever works once. Maybe if I'd put eyes and potato head legs on it, <laughs> it might have done more more damage. Hey, you. Yeah, you. You got something to say? Then say it here. Email us at roughgiraffepodcast at gmail.com. Twitter at roughgiraffepod. Instagram at roughgiraffepodcast. Search us on Facebook for Rough Giraffe. Subscribe and review us on iTunes and Podbean. Thanks. Did you have a favourite Christmas gift then? Um, I used to like my werebear. Loved my werebear. Oh, that that was strange, wasn't it? Yeah. So if uh, people don't know what a were bear is, it was like this bear that was looked all cute and cuddly, and then you could turn its head and its hands inside out, so it became like a a nasty looking like werewolf bear. Werewolf. Yeah. And uh, it came with storybook and a tape, I think, that used to. That's right. Used to listen to the story about it, and there were different bears. And there are the different storybooks, and I had one. Uh, did anyone else have one? Yeah. Well, I mean, are there any stories of really unusual Christmas gifts? We've got a few listeners who told us about the gifts they always wanted. Okay. Do you want to hear that? Yes, please. So, Michelle. Hello, Michelle. Michelle, how is Crochet Kipper? I hope he's listening. Michelle won the competition last year, didn't she? She did. We had the big New Year's quiz and she, for some reason, actually sat down and did the whole thing. Quite a few people did, actually. And she got the most right. Yes. We we admit, we admit it was a very difficult (laughs) quiz. We decided just to keep going. Halfway through, we thought this is a bit difficult. (laughs) Hardcore fans stuck with it, though. If any if anybody wants to try the quiz again this year... It's still there, isn't it? It's still there. Don't look at the answers. Get, give right. a new link just to the quiz. Yeah, so go back and have a look at the quiz and all the questions are there. Try and give it a go. You would have to have listened to some of the first episodes, though, to get all of them. Yeah, you've got to go back, listen to them all. If you do the quiz and can convince us that you didn't cheat, I'll send you a badge. Okay. So, Michelle says, I always wanted one of those dolls that cried until you put the dummy in. One Christmas, my mum bought it for me, and I was thrilled despite the lack of batteries. 
Before the end of Christmas Day, my brother had snapped the dummy, thus ensuring I could never have batteries in it. I wouldn't buy one now, though. I've got two kids and I've had my share of babies crying. Yeah, you want to snap a dummy off now, don't you? And take the batteries out. (laughs) Victoria said she always wanted a pony. Oh, that's that's not going to happen, is it? Now, as an adult, she understands how much work, both physical and financial. So she'll pass on that one. And all the poo. All the poo. Alex said he wanted the Ghostbusters fire station. I bet that would have been brilliant. He never got it then. No. It's like the He-Man Castle Greyskull or something like that, isn't it? I tried making one of them for Andrew out of some cardboard boxes. (laughs) Uh, When I finished it, it looked like some cardboard boxes, not Castle Greyskull. Oh, well. And we've got... Something from Jason from Wulong Talks podcast. He says that he got his first BMX when he was nine years old and it was magical. He'll never forget it. His mum had told him that she wasn't able to get one and led him on for for four weeks and then revealed to him a beautiful green and black rally bike with glow-in-the-dark spokies on Christmas Day. Uh-huh. And said he always appreciated that gift more than anything as things were financially tough for his mum back then and she had to sacrifice a lot to get it for him but he loved it so just so she knows he loved it just the fact that all these years later and he still remembers it yeah just so that anybody knows i still remember getting girls world (laughs) i've not forgotten and those dark tan tights I got. You got tights for Christmas? I did. I got a pair of... I wanted a pair of tights because tights were just coming in in the early 70s as opposed to stockings. Okay. And I wanted a pair of cream-coloured tights. Nice. Uh, not thick ones. These were like stockings. Like 40 denier? Less than that? Yeah less than that okay and I, I was prepared to sew them up every time they laddered because that's what was going to happen yeah and i knew what was in the packet okay it was two pairs of tights i could tell by the packet that they come in when it was wrapped up right i was super excited i opened up the packet and even now i'm filling up with tears <laughs> one color was it was called Deep Tan, <laughs> and the other colour was Smoke Grey. Oh. I was I was 12 years old. I was 12 years old, and that was what they thought I would want to wear as tight. And they made me wear them. So you had these dark tanned legs at Christmas. It was awful. I got <laughs> white shoes. Oh. So I was made to wear dark charcoal grey tights with white shoes. Maybe that's in fashion now. Not when I was 12, it wasn't. <laughs> Just saying. I've not forgotten that either. <laughs> okay. One more we've got from the Besotted Geek podcast. It says, I always wanted an official Red Rider carbine action 200 shot range model air rifle with a compass in the stock and this thing that tells the time. But his mother said he'd shoot his eye out, so never had it. On the upside, he says, 
that might get me a date with mum, winky face. I think he's suggesting you like a pirate with an eye patch. <laughs> I love a pirate. And if you get an eye patch for Christmas, <laughs> give, give me a shake. <laughs> Who are? Happy Christmas. Who are? Hey there, who's that? What's the name of the wonky cat? He looks like an any cat around. Stop a minute. Why? What does Kipper want to say? He's jumping about there like a mad thing. <laughs> we had a question from Carla and Zoe. Okay. Car- our Carla. Our Carla and Zoe. Carla and Zoe? Carla and Zoe. Where's Holly? Carla's like kicked her to the curb. No, she has not. We're not we're not broadcasting that. Where's Holly? Carla is still doing her podcast with Holly, but she's got a new podcast called Number One Rerun with Zoe. All right, so it's Carla and Zoe for this. Uh, can I just say Merry Christmas, Holly? Merry Christmas, Harlow and Collie. <laughs> Holly, you're st- you're still with us. You're one of the one of the first, the original. Yeah. Hi, Mum. Hi, Stacey. Hi, Kippar. This is Carla and Zoe from Number One Rerun. And we have just recorded our Christmas episode. And we've just started talking about what our favourite Christmas present uh, ever was. I can remember, I don't know how old I was, but I can remember coming down from upstairs. And our presents all used to be left in sacks with our names on in the living room under the tree. And we both were given these little black and white televisions that we were allowed to have in our rooms. Wow. It was the best thing. What, by pure coincidence, I thought was something really similar. Oh, did you? Mm. I got one year a portable telly, like a handheld telly. I know the ones. And it was black and white, but... I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. And all I wanted to do was go out all the time. Like, I was the kind of kid, I'd never wanted to go out, really. I wasn't the kind of kid that wanted to run up trees and stuff. I was quite happy to sit indoors. But I kept wanting a. I remember on Christmas morning, I went out with my dad to walk the dog. And I just thought it was the coolest thing ever that I'm walking along with this telly. Watching telly as I'm walking down the road. It wasn't to enjoy the great outdoors that you decided you liked going out more. It was to watch telly. It was to watch telly. (laughs) I'm not sure what that says about us, though, that we both chose televisions as our favourite present. I am not sure. Unsociable. So our question to Kipper is, what has been your favourite Christmas present? Not the hats. Not the hats. Not the hats. I like the picture, best picture of Kipper, Poser and Darby as the three amoebas. <laughs> the three amigos? Yeah, that's it. Oh, that's that's one of my favourite pictures. They're so cute. Little crocheted jackets and sombrero hats. Took them five months to get them fastened into them. <laughs> Took me about a year for all my wounds to heal after... Owen's still getting physio for that severed (laughs) ligament. Kipper, do you want to tell us what your favourite Christmas present you've ever had is? (laughs) 
<laughs> a onesie. <laughs> a onesie. He had a onesie that made him look like a dog. That is so cute. And he scared all the other cats. <laughs> he also had a onesie that made him look like a cucumber. So maybe that's why the cats weren't scared of it. Ah, right, okay. They'd already <laughs> seen that. But did he like his dog onesie? Of course. You like to be a big, strong dog, don't you, Kipper? <coughs> yeah. It's a shame they made it look like a dachshund. <laughs> yeah, a little sausage dog. <laughs> now, having puppies for presents is very common. Yeah, do you think it still is? Uh, not so much now. Dumping animals on Christmas Day, I think, is quite common. Oh, that's sad. Just happen for the morning, once you do a poo on the floor, get that out of the house. I think reptiles are probably one of those presents where when you get them, you think they're going to be lovely and small and then it turns out you've got an alligator or a crocodile. Here it is, the unrelated news with Stacey. Okay, I have an unrelated news story. Is it unrelated to Christmas? It is. Okay, all right, let's have it then. I'm going to give an alert now. It's about spiders. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not scared of spiders. Some people are, though. So the headline is Australian Zoo begs public to catch deadly spiders for milking. What sort of cheese does a spider make? They don't want it for its cheese. Ah, okay. Spider cheese. Spider cheese. <laughs> <laughs> uh, an Australian zookeeper is urging people to catch and donate deadly funnel web spiders oh. to help replenish stocks of antidote which are running low after a spate of spider bites. There have been no deaths from funnel web spider bites since they started making this antidote in 1981, but the manufacturers rely on people bringing in the spiders so that they can be milked. Unfortunately... Spider milk? Spider milk. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's been a bit oh, of a hot summer. I think I like the midget milker. Remember that from the other episode? Putting them on their little nipples. <laughs> they need the, the guinea pig milker. Spider nipples, spider nipples. <laughs> so... Oh, can you imagine them just having their little legs splayed out? <laughs> oh, I want to milk a spider. You don't want to milk one of these funnel webs, that's for sure. Okay, so you got to catch it. How do you catch it then? They're running low because people aren't donating their spiders and it's been a hot summer. But the zookeeper says catching venomous spiders is completely safe as long as precautions are followed. You get somebody else to pick it up. With an appropriate jar and a wooden spoon, you can flick the spider into the jar so easily. We've been doing this for 35 years. I'll get Owen to do that. Owen would never do that. Jason. Jodie's Jason. Oh, they would freak. This is like a deadly spider. Would you? Would you milk a spider? I'd love to milk a spider. <laughs> Guess who is He was born on Christmas Day in 1899. His middle name was De Forest. That's it. That's my three clues. Have you guessed? I think I might know. Okay, so what is your guess? Batman. Uh, 
Okay. <laughs> no, you're going to have to tell me. So the greatest of all, Humphrey Bogart, of course. Oh, my word, I'd never have got that. Well, that was a good one. And we'll have more next week. So we've done all the Christmas shopping, everybody. So what was the, what's been like favourite, most uh, popular gift to give for this year? Have we got any idea? It's called a fingerling. What is a fingerling? It's a finger puppet. Is this a, is this a toy or for anybody? It's it's a bit like a a bit like a Tamagotchi. Okay. But looks like a cute little monkey that grabs onto your finger and they can sing, they can sleep, they can speak. Okay, I've not seen that. I'm going to have a look up on that one. So, uh, I hope everybody got their fingerlings then. And uh, <laughs> did you get fingerling for Christmas? <laughs> I didn't get a fingerling at all. Didn't even get a looking. <laughs> but uh, did you get a fingerling? I wouldn't tell you if I did. <laughs> uh, oh goodness! All right. So uh, to everybody that got a fingerling for Christmas, or to everybody that might be getting a fingerling for Christmas. Well, happy Christmas to you. I hope you don't get it in your secret Santa. It's going to worry you. <laughs> You're going to be like, who the hell sent me that? <laughs> I got secret Santa once. Do you know what it was? What? Uh, a can of deodorant and a can of oven cleaner. Oh, do you know who sent it to you? Uh, no, nobody, nobody owned up to it. Did you use them? Well, I didn't think the oven was that stinky. <laughs> but uh yeah the uh, oven cleaner was very nice got the odd skin off me feet a treat <laughs> delicious but, uh, delicious right then and on that note i think we'll leave it there that's the presents sorted so let's go and play with our games all right then and well, i'll see you for New Year's Eve. I'll see you on the other side. Oh, indeed. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. I'm hoping I won't get too sun-tanned. <laughs> Just keep on your dark tan tights. <laughs> <laughs> I will do. Put them on your arms. <laughs> now, also, next week is our last week for our Christmas uh, episodes. Yep, so last week for the Christmas, yep. So we're talking about after Christmas, aren't we? Yes, we're going to talk about New Year's and New Year's traditions. Okay, so that'll be brilliant. I'll see you then. All right. And to everybody that's uh, not going to be with us next week because they'll still be comatose, Merry Christmas. (laughs) And I'd just like to say that about 18 months ago, Stacey and I started making this podcast for a reason that we don't even know (laughs) we were just probably fed up one evening (laughs) and uh, we've had over 10,000 downloads we have it's amazing uh so we just want to say really thank you for everybody who has listened in and especially to everybody that's participated in any way in the podcast. We couldn't do the podcast unless you joined in because it just wouldn't be the same sort of rough giraffe podcast 
without people giving us their threats, whether we want it or not. <laughs> Don't yes. you agree? I do agree. When we feel like, why do we do it? Someone will just send us something that makes me laugh or just cheers us up and uh, it makes it all worth it. So thank you. Thank you to everyone. Definitely. That's brilliant. Okay, and Merry Christmas and we hope that we'll see everybody here on the other side next week. See you on the other side. Bye. Bye. It's the end of the podcast. It is very sad. But tune in again and it won't be so bad. With Mum in the villa and Stacy at home. Send us your stories on your smartphone. And then everybody won't feel so alone. The Rough Giraffe Podcast. The Rough Giraffe Podcast. This podcast is part of Brit Pod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritPodScene.com or BritPodScene on Twitter to find out more.